This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, we missed it yesterday. We forgot to wish happy birthday to Bob Barker. <laughs> Holy cow. Bob Barker, still alive. Yeah. And 99 years old. I would have taken the lower on that. <laughs> Me too. He's one of these celebs that I forget is still alive all the time. Just because he was replaced by Drew Carey, so you just think he's no longer with us because you never see him anymore? Yeah, he's been out of the public eye for a while. And, and I did. I saw the post yesterday, and that's the first thing I thought too, Jim. It was, Bob Barker's still alive? Yeah. I remember how old he looked when he fought Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he looked on the, on the brink 25 years ago. I know. <laughs> Third, that was almost 30 years ago when that movie came out. God bless him. Bob Barker. He may make it to 100. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not at this point? He's definitely, $1, Bob. He's definitely at the, uh, at the peak of that uh, little mountain climber mountain, though. <laughs> the yodeler? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have long till that yodeler falls off the cliff, yeah. if you know what I mean. I wonder how... Uh, how with it he still is because I mean he's 99 wouldn't it be great to see him back on the prices right just doing one game not hosting the whole thing but holding that skinny mic one last time yeah it would if he was in good shape but I I always get too sad like when you see a celebrity towards the end of their life and there is a, a bit of a code with like tabloids and stuff where if celebrities get real sick they they tend to leave them alone a little bit you know tabloids? what I mean tabloids yeah, they will. Well, well, think about some of the celebrities that uh, that have gotten really sick in their older age. You know, it's almost like uh, they've milked them for all they're worth their entire lives. Do people really want to see somebody on their deathbed? Not on their deathbed, but they did. They brought Kirk Douglas out at like the Oscars or the Golden but that's Globes. That's his choice. Well, so this should, I'm not saying force Bob Barker out like Hannibal what Lecter. What I heard is you want Bob Barker at gunpoint yes, yes. to be wheeled out onto the set. Yes. Hold the mic, Bob. Say the thing about spaying and neutering. Let me kiss you one more time, Bob. <laughs> uh, if he was in great shape, I'd love to see Bob Barker again. But yeah. if he's not doing well, then I... I just want to see how old he looks now. I'm really old. How? How can you look older? Really, really old. Like, I haven't seen a picture of the fella in 10 years. I don't want to. No, you just want to always remember him? I want to remember him the way he was. The happy Gilmore, that's how I want to remember Bob Barker. Sure. There used to be nothing better than uh, getting a day off school, being homesick from school, and watching The Price is Right Mm -hmm. with old Grandpa Bob. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We got the semifinal starting. In Qatar at the World Cup, and we are joined by Martin Butler. He's our World Cup correspondent. Butler, how are you today? Morning, gentlemen. How are we? Good. Yeah, good. Uh, we uh, we feel bad for you. Obviously, you're an England supporter, and to see them go down to France on the weekend, the way they went down, that must not have been fun. You know, that second penalty, it just didn't feel right. Uh, the first one, you know, like we're we're all up in arms when when we when we scored that. We're all cheering at home, but uh, you know what? The French are a good team. You you know, I I was not, I didn't think we'd get past them, but uh, I was hoping. I think that would have been the hardest game in the World Cup, and we'd have won it if we'd have beat France. But they're a great team, and I um, 
another bad prediction is the final is going to be them against Argentina. You mentioned the the penalty kick. Harry Kane, world-class striker. He took the first one he scored. He took the second one. He kicked it over the net. Should you put a guy in that position where he has to make, even if he is the, is the best PK taker on your team, do you put a guy in that position where he's forced to, to make two to save the game? Well, I, I said I said he was with me watching the game. Like, I would put my mortgage on him hitting that, that penalty. But again, the, the added dynamic to that was that the keeper is his fellow teammate at Tottenham. So, Who's seen him take you know, a million of mind kicks. games going on there? Yeah, and the big surprise—well, two big surprises: one, Croatia, and two, Morocco. To see Brazil eliminated from the tournament—that uh, was the day before England got eliminated. So you must have been happy to see Brazil out until Saturday, right? Well, I'm my boss and everybody I work with is a Brazilian, and it was like a, I think it was a national day of mourning. I haven't <laughs> heard from them since Friday. Um, so, but you know when. England going out, yeah, it, it's hard to swallow. But uh, yeah, with Brazil, Brazil going out, I'm sure it was everything was shut on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So today, you think Croatia can pull off another miracle and beat Argentina? I don't know. Only if they, you know, they played a great game against Brazil by not letting Brazil play. So I'm hoping they don't do the same to Argentina because you, know, you want to see good football, right? So I think Argentina will. I've been saying Argentina will win it from day one. So. Again, I'm not renowned for my prediction accuracy, but I still think Argentina are going to win it. Um, you know, it could be a repeat of the last World Cup final, France against Croatia. And then the the game tomorrow is France versus Morocco, another underdog versus versus a favorite. Do you think Morocco can pull that one out? I don't. I don't think so. But you know, they've beaten <laughs> they've beaten Spain, Belgium. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't. We didn't think Canada goal. was in the toughest uh, group, yeah. the group of death. It turns out because look at all these turns teams that Canada played against, and and they're still in the tournament. So who knows yeah, what would have happened? Canada's the only team. Yeah, Canada's the only team to score against Morocco. Is this one of Even the craziest world, world Cups you've ever seen in in your lifetime, Butler? I don't remember anything. You know, so so many upsets. I think the last upset I remember was when Germany spanked Brazil seven one in Brazil. That was you know, wild. It's like that, but this one's just been so unpredictable. And, yeah. it, you know, for, for a neutral, it's great. One after another. I, I'm glad I don't bet on soccer with this world. Well, I did. Yeah. I lost 300 you, bucks. You taught us a lesson in that. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And I was doing okay in your pool, Butler. There's 250 plus people in this pool. I was first place like a week ago, and now I'm, I'm trailing. It's not looking good for me. Well, the English let you down, unfortunately. Mike. I know. Sorry about that. Yeah. Kudos to you again, Butler, for doing that pool. I know you used it to raise money for the Children's Hospital in London, Ontario. Enjoy the the soccer this afternoon and tomorrow, and we'll check back in later in the week, okay? Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Elon Musk got booed on stage in San Francisco on Sunday night. Dave Chappelle was doing a comedy show, brought Elon up on stage, and this is what happened. Boo this man! Well, wrong clip. That was from the Dave Chappelle movie, Half Baked. <laughs> Close, though. <laughs> yeah, here's what really happened when Elon was called up on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world. <laughs> Cheers and booze, I see. Elon I don't know what else they were expecting. 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, for a world-class comedian like Dave Chappelle, he, like, he must have been expecting at least some booze. Pretty divisive guy right now, like, Elon, what, if you've uh, logged on to Twitter in the last month. When has anybody ever said, here's the richest man in the world on stage and people <laughs> clap? Like, everybody claps. Yeah. Unless they're getting paid to do so, right? Uh, Dave tried to make a joke out of it, and he, he tried to calm the audience down a little bit. Hey, wait, wait. Those of you who all those people are booing, and I'm just pointing out the obvious. They have terrible seats. <laughs> <laughs> All coming from way up there, last minute. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on stage. Are you kidding? I wouldn't miss this opportunity. The first comedy club on Mars. That should be mine. A deal's a deal, Musk. <laughs> Pretty kind of salvaged it, maybe. Pretty pretty heavy in terms of booze. There are cheers. Obviously, it's not all booze, but uh, there were people online defending Musk, saying it was mostly it was mostly cheering. Elon himself tweeted out. It was 90% cheers and only 10% booze. According to the AI analytics. <laughs> Sounds like there was a bit of both, but it's out about 50-50. <laughs> and then Elon tried to get in on, on making jokes, and it just got more awkward. My good friend is currently banned from Twitter. <laughs> That's Dave talking about how one of his fellow comedians is banned from Twitter. So he's telling Elon about that on stage. My good friend is currently banned from Twitter. Uh, what, I, I, customer service right here. We'll, we'll get right on that. You ready? Say this one over just like go in. All right, bitch! <laughs> oh, he's all oh, from Chappelle's show. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm yeah. rich. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Awkward. Can we all stop pretending Elon Musk is funny? Like, I know he's like a troll and it's kind of amusing sometimes, but like he on Saturday Night Live, like he's not a comedian. And, and when he took over Twitter and brought that sink in and said, let that sink in, like that <laughs> is just not good comedy. I'm just, I'm surprised that Dave Chappelle didn't think this through because it would have been way more effective if they would have just roasted him. Like if, remember when Bieber... Uh, had the roast and Trump had the roast. They were oh, both, yeah. they roasts were both are great. And no, it's it's the way you you can you diffuse yes, the, the yes. haters because you welcome the hate. And wouldn't it be hilarious to see Elon Musk get roasted for for ten, fifteen, thirty minutes, whatever it is? He should know better, and I and like should understand that that's the move. Elon did look uncomfortable up there. He always looks uncomfortable. That's true. <laughs> He's very socially awkward. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Golden Globes. The nominations were announced yesterday, and there was a couple notable snubs. Will Smith is in this new movie, Emancipation. Apparently, it's really good. His performance is great. But he did not get nominated, and there's speculation. It was because the Golden Globe people didn't want him slapping anybody during the ceremony on stage. I, I doubt they expected anything to go wrong at the award ceremony, but it would be one of those things where it's like, do you really reward Will Smith one year after that, which happened at the Oscars? And then anytime he wins, they, wins, they bring up the Oscars, which is the competition of the Golden Globes. So I understand why they wouldn't put him in there. Tom Cruise was not nominated, but Top Gun Maverick was nominated for Good. Best Motion Picture. That you know, was a great one. It's a great movie. And Best Original Song. 
Huh. I don't remember the song. Highway through the danger zone. <laughs> was it about that? time it got its accolades. Can you get it? That song should win every year. <laughs> Highway. Or whatever the boom, the Top Gun theme. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one too. I, I don't think those are those were not eligible because they were from the first movie. Wasn't there a Lady Gaga song or something that? Uh, I don't really remember it, but uh, I remember the jet fighting. Yeah, that was sweet. Tom Cruise maybe being punished too. Another conspiracy theory so last year the hollywood foreign press association was getting slammed for its lack of diversity oh yeah and other uh, ethical questionable practices and tom returned three golden globes he says i don't want them yeah yeah you don't give him another one What's he going to give it back? And did Tom Cruise, like, he was fine in that movie, but it's a role he's played a million times before. He's Tom Cruise in every movie. Yeah, but specifically this one, too. I mean, there wasn't a huge emotional arc. It was, it was, he did, he was awesome. He was Tom Cruise, but it, it I don't think it's a Golden Globe worthy. One guy who was nominated, despite being involved in a uh, scandal with the Golden Globes, is Brendan Fraser. He's up for The Whale. That uh, the movie where he's wearing the fat suit, mm-hmm. everyone's saying he, he he's fantastic in it, uh, but he has publicly said he is not returning to the Golden Globes because back in 2003 he says that uh, the head of the Foreign Press Association, which runs the Golden Globes, groped him at a public event, mm-hmm. uh, sexually assaulted him, and it sent him into a, a career tailspin. He said it was a big catalyst for him, yeah. kind of becoming a near recluse. It was a deep butt grab, I believe, is how he described it, basically. Yeah, Got was, right in there. There was some uh, some fingers involved Yeah, from what Brendan describes. So he says he's not showing up. He doesn't want Golden Globes, but uh, I guess they're trying to say I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, or maybe he did such a great job, they can't not. You can't deny yeah. it, otherwise it would be obvious that. There is a, a, you know, a rivalry or whatever there. But he's up for best actor for that movie. It'll be interesting to see if he uh, wins or not. He's definitely not showing up, though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope he shows up incognito in the back with just like sunglasses on. In the fat suit. <laughs> yeah. And then if It'd anyone has... recognizable. If anyone has justification for slapping a guy, <laughs> if he slaps the, the guy you groped him. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a, an award show moment for you. Uh, nominations out for the Golden Globes this week. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim is trying to convince me to commit credit card fraud with him here in the studio. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to commit <laughs> credit card fraud, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. You were having a thought the other day, and you thought you'd share it. What is it? How come people don't rip off credit card companies when they're on vacation more? Often, I feel, and I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I am bo- like I am uh, flabbergasted sometimes how easy it is to just call into the credit card company you know, Visa, MasterCard, whatever it is, and say, I I lost my credit card or it was stolen and uh, I I would like to cancel it and please cancel any transactions. And it seems like the credit card companies just go, yep, sure, and they will erase like any transactions that have happened in the 24 hours. They're usually pretty lenient. Has this happened to you? Have you had No, but it's happened to friends before. It's happened to multiple people I know and they... 
you know, their, their credit card is stolen or, or goes, or not even stolen, actually. Their number is scammed. You know, you use it at a shady okay. gas station. Somebody skims the number. And then, you know, it's often when they're on vacation and then you know, somebody, you know, buys a PlayStation 5 or, or a bunch of gas or whatever they do, goes to the liquor store. And I'm just boggled that it doesn't. Well, it probably does happen more than no, you no, no. know. I, no, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked how quickly the credit card company doesn't research it, and they just go, okay, we'll cancel those credit card. Like, do they are they doing any sort of sleuthing? Do they send a PI to Florida to look, you know, to look at videotapes from the convenience store to see where the scammer bought stuff? Because what is stopping people from, let's say, they go to a bachelor party to Chicago, just saying they lost their credit card, and then having the night of their lives. Yeah, or sending their buddy to wherever to buy, or even sometimes you can take cash out of an ATM with a credit card. So why aren't you sending your buddy to an ATM, take out fifteen hundred bucks from their credit card, and then say it was stolen four hours later, and boom, fifteen hundred bucks? To be clear. You are not encouraging people to do this. No, no, no. And you understand that it's illegal. And if you got caught doing this, you could be in big trouble. Yes. So that is probably why it doesn't happen all the time. But, but I'm I, saying, but I there's scammers who scam all the time. It happens more than we probably think it does. I guess our friends wouldn't tell us that they pulled a fast one on well, the credit card company. I don't necessarily, company. I'm not going to accuse our friends of committing credit card fraud. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have been have a nice little routine going, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you lose six credit cards in two years, they're going to start asking yeah, questions. They start looking for uh, surveillance cameras. It just, I, it just seems like the credit card companies are just so quick to be like, "Yep, sure, we got it. Don't worry about it." Jim is trying to convince everybody that the credit card companies let you get away with stealing from them. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I told you off the air. You're the one who put it on the radio. I'm just saying I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Why don't more people uh, pretend to lose their credit card and go on a shopping spree? Yeah, because the credit card company, when you call them up, just seems to go, okay, yeah, we'll we'll take care of it. And then I never hear a follow-up. That was your experience when you lost your credit card. But here's a listener sent a text message, says... Hey, guys, I had someone steal my replacement credit card out of my mailbox. They activated the card, and they ran up a huge bill. They actually had camera footage of the people in stores, and they still held me responsible for all the charges. Sounds like they caught him on camera. (laughs) Checked out his Facebook. That's the same guy. I'm just saying, in a day and age now where you can wear a COVID mask and walk into any store and be almost unrecognizable, it's never been easier. Not that I'm encouraging it. I'm just surprised it doesn't happen more often. Have bank robberies gone up since everyone started wearing masks in public? I'd be curious to see the numbers. Um, But again, that's a very high-risk move, and you're getting a lot of heat. You know what I mean? Here's another message. Hey, Taz and Jim, I used to work for TD Bank. This is what happens. We put through the canceled transactions when a card is stolen. It goes back to the company, and there's an investigation that happens with credit card transactions. The company and the credit card department decide if it's an actual transaction or not. We go through your account history, etc., to see if you're telling the truth. It just takes time. And yes, if you lose too many credit cards or bank cards, then you have to come into the bank and speak to somebody. There is a limit on how many cards you can get. But what's the sweet spot? <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, yeah, you know, you go for one big heist, and you never <laughs> buy anything that you 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 bought have bought in the past. So you go, you buy a bunch of like commemorative coins. And that's like something you would never buy. Listen, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to go down this path further. I don't want to give anybody ideas. I'm just saying it, it does seem cr- yeah. crazy how how they do seem to turn a blind eye right away as soon as you call. I get it. I do the same thing. You know, you're watching Dateline NBC and you think to yourself, I could probably get away with murder if I really wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. My not, fiance tells me all the time it's terrifying. Not saying that well, you should try it. Yeah. But uh, but it seems easy, right? <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Let's go with sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. And Blue Jays, they're, they're, they're getting their ducks in a row here during the offseason. Yeah, they've been uh, criticized a little bit because they've been a little bit quiet so far in the offseason. A lot of teams have been making a lot of moves. Uh, the Blue Jays added Kevin Kiermeyer the other day, kind of a minor move for their outfield. They started this whole offseason by trading Teoscar Hernandez to Seattle. Since then, haven't done much until yesterday when they signed Chris Bassett, a right-handed pitcher, uh, to a three-year contract. He played for the Mets last year. He's bounced around a little bit with the White Sox, was an all-star a couple years ago with the Oakland A's. And if he can build off of what he did with the Mets last year... The uh, the Blue Jays could have a nice little addition on their hands here. So you're liking it? I like it. I mean, he's 33 years old. He's never fully established himself, but he's kind of a late bloomer. He's getting better and better. And if he can do what he did last year, maybe build on that a little bit. If you have Jose Barrios bounce back from a down year last year, you've got a top four of Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, Barrios, and Bassett, which could be really strong. Strong for the team. I got to thank you, Devin Peacock, for a recommendation. You said that we should all be following uh, former Jays manager John Gibbons on <laughs> on social media. I've got him on Twitter, and the other day, he just seems like such a beauty. He's in Montana. Uh, there's snow all around him. He's he's sitting on a snowmobile. And he's talking about how it reminds him of Canada. He just starts uh, belting out, oh, Canada. Listen to this. Look at the temperature here, the snow. This big boy right here, and even some moose we saw this morning. Can't help but think of Canada. Brought back a lot of good memories. So, oh, Canada, our home and native land. True patriot love. In all of us command. Like, is that not a guy you want to have a beer with? <laughs> oh, of course. Like John Gibbons was, I, I, I met him before. He's great. He was already pretty loose. But So when you take a pretty loose John Gibbons into loose retirement, then he's even better. He treats Twitter almost as if he's like just texting you sometimes, I feel like. He's just very texting personal. the fans. Yes. It's, it's very fun. And voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can and out we stand on guard for thee. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Dad. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's do a story about a, a stupid criminal. Why not? <laughs> you have the right to remain stupid. You know, sometimes the criminals are also the cops. Hmm? Story out of uh, Florida. An off-duty Chicago police officer was on vacation, and he was caught by an employee at a beachside bar urinating into an ice machine. 
How gross is that? I hate. I've. I've. Heard, this happens more than I'd like to uh, imagine. It does, but every year or so we get a story like this, and it disgusts me. Because how many people drank out of that? Well, I guess he got busted doing it, so maybe nobody was a v- the victim yet. But was it his first day on on vacation? <laughs> how, yeah. How many times does he vacation in Florida every year? Uh, off-duty Chicago police officer charged uh, an employee of Jimmy B's Beach Bar at the Beachcomber Resort Hotel in St. Pete's Beach. Caught him in the act. Uh, the off-duty police officer yelled at the employee, pushed him, and then went and lied down in the sand with his wife. Uh, police came, the on-duty police came, mm-hmm. and arrested the off-duty uh, officer. He did resist arrest. He was disorderly oh, with boy. the police. Um, he has posted bond, but he has been charged with simple battery and disorderly conduct. Oh, boy. When you vacation so hard in Florida, you become Florida. That's the problem. But do you think he got on the counter, popped the lid off, and got in there? Was he? Did he have the trajectory, like, standing there? Well, it depends on what type of ice machine it was, right? Like, those hotel ones make me nervous because you could get away with it. You're, you're in a hallway in by yourself, and you yeah. you know the the ones that kind of have the lid that you flip open, and it's almost at crotch level. I've never really looked that I'm, closely at them. I've never thought about it before, but after hearing this story, I may be bringing a cooler with bags of ice from home anytime <laughs> I travel. Yeah, you go, you pop some ice out of the ice machine, it's yellow. What the? Oh, I hope that's rust. Gross. So disgusting. Well, at least they caught the guy, and yeah. I have a feeling that his uh, employer, the Chicago Police Department, <laughs> not very impressed with his vacation behavior. You have the right to remain stupid! <laughs>